To all my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders, welcome to Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt, episode 48, man. We back in the building, man, each and every Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Twist Our TV, Foresight, Lockdown Defense Sports, or simulcast on YouTube, Lockdown Defense Podcast, if you search that on YouTube. I'm your host with the most sports news and views that you can use, Coach Defense. That's Coach Kurt. Happy New Year. We are back in the building for 2022, man. Coach Kurt, what's going on out there, brother? Happy New Year. Hey, man, happy new year to you. How was your new year? I can't complain, man. I'm living and breathing. I still don't have COVID yet. Praise God. And all <laughs> and all his blessings that flow. So uh, I'm going to count that as a win, man. 22, we're going to claim it, man. We're going to claim it to be the year, the year of, of the lockdown Divas movement taking off and right. taking the new higher height. That's what we'll be claiming right now. You're out here looking like Mario Brothers and one of them Mario Brothers gang with the fire coming at them. you just ducking that COVID. You just... Bruh. Ducking like oh. Neo in the Matrix, bro. Like it's serious out here. <laughs> it's serious. Ducking them bullets left and right. And that Umber, on that Amarion, that Amarion yeah, trying, yeah. trying to trying to trying to dance on your tonsils. I, I can't. I can't deal with it. I know. I know. I know. It, I know. And now you got the Isaac Hayes that's in here. <laughs> that's uh, over in France. All yeah, right, Isaac over Hayes. in France, man. So it's crazy out here, man. With everybody, stay safe, man. Keep your mask on. You know what I'm saying? Please keep do. Your, please do. Keep I'm, your I'm, mask I, you on. know, just for your own sanity. You know, if nothing else. Yeah. You yeah. know, for yeah. everybody's safety, serious. sanity. It really isn't. No, you, you're serious. not going to die from a mask. Let's let's get let's yeah. stop the, stop the nonsense. Yeah, no. Don't fight for your, you like the Beast Boys say, I know you got to fight for your right, but don't fight that hard for <laughs> right, your right. Right, man. it's not that serious. You know what I'm saying? It's not that serious. And, and if you think you, if you got a sniffle, if you got a cough, don't be like, oh, I got a little cold, man. Go get checked. Right. Just, Go get you checked. Know, home be, you can do a home test. You can do it in, you know, clinic test, whatever you got to do. You know, you know, whatever you feel like, yeah. you know, you're comfortable with. But get tested just to be yeah. sure. Just to be yeah. sure. Don't. Go on, reenact your Netflix subscription and, you know, catch up on a couple couple shows for a couple days. You know what I mean? All right. Something like that. Yeah. Something yeah, like it. Yeah, something but like hey, it. man, let's go get into these sports. The people, get the, get the, get the feed that people need. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, you know, they out here hungry for the, for the sports that they didn't miss out on. We got to bring it to them hot and heavy. That you know we do. I mean? That we do, man. So as we always do ceremoniously. We going to start with the reaction, NBA news. Uh, some big, hot, and heavy headlines coming through the airwaves for the NBA this weekend. Uh, Clay Thompson is is all but shortly returning to the Warriors tomorrow, and uh, I Captain need to get Clay. yeah, I need to get your hot take on what that's going to mean for the Warriors. Then the Warriors are twenty and nine right now. Twenty right. Uh, twenty. Let me see. I got to check to verify that twenty nine and nine. Twenty nine yep. and nine without Clay. So. Mm -hmm. What does that mean for the rest of the league when it comes down to Clay Thompson playing? So, how do you feel about how how he's going to come back, like like percentage wise? What what from when he left to when he come when he coming back now? How do you think that he's going to perform, and what is going to mean for the Warriors? What well, a great thing that um, the great thing about Clay Thompson is that his game was never predicated on slashing, cutting, quick explosion. True. He's a great set shooter. You know, mm -hmm. he's a great spot up, get to a spot and shoot. Uh, now, he was a strong defensive presence. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, his game wasn't above the rim type of game. His game wasn't uh, it wasn't a Steph Curry type of game based off a whole bunch of movement all over the place and, you know, cut and slash. His game was a was a nice finesse, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, spot shot, um, get to your spot type of game. So. With that being said, I think it's going to be an okay transition. 
I mean, you can't replace no matter how hard you go and practice uh, actual on court performance. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's still going to be that adjustment. I think the Warriors are going to put him on a, a pitch count. Oh, no, what you know, he'll to? probably go. Yeah, they're going huh? to they're gonna have to. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see a reason yeah, why they wouldn't. To. Yeah. I think he'll probably go 10 to 15 max first couple games, you know, test it out. Mm -hmm. Um, Then probably get him to about 20, sustain him at 20, see what he do. But the biggest thing is going to be mental. I mean, he's hurt both legs, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And regardless of anything physical, it's going to be more mental. That first first cut, that first – rebound in game mm. and and coming down on the court you know what i'm saying so it's it's going to be the mental part and i'm interested to see his mental but i've stated this i am interested to see how the team adjusts to having him back because again they've had to adjust two years without him mm. basically mm-hmm. um and and it's just it's just something that's been seen whenever a player comes back um that adjustment but on paper look they're already 29 and 9 one game behind the suns and now you give them another weapon in clay thompson you know it's gonna on paper it's it's deadly it just makes the warriors again uh favorites Mm -hmm. uh but i i think i think it's gonna take about five to seven games um for them to jail for Clay to really figure out, okay, how's my legs going to hold up? Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, you know, getting that in-game lather, that in-game sweat, feel, um, reaction, and again, back with the team. But, you know, Clay is Clay. He's a, he's a shooter. And that's one thing about shooters, no matter if you're 22 or 52, you, can always you don't shoot. forget how to shoot. That's for sure. That's for sure. You know? That's what yeah. I, so I think it's gonna. I, I I'm, I'm interested. I, I say I say let's let's talk after eight games because then okay. I'd have a body of work. But oh yeah, uh, on paper, oh, yeah. uh, the NBA is nervous. They should be. <laughs> they should be. Yeah. And he let his hair grow out, so now he's in his light skin, you know, savage mode. It's, you know, whenever light skin is growing hair out, right? Yeah. It's full yeah. light skin in this. He's he's in full. He's in full bloom. <laughs> he, he's he's a lion. He's a lion that that the mean with the lion and it says and he don't roar. He sings. He's in he's in, he, he's in that right. He's right. in that now. If he goes corn rolls uh, like Drake, oh uh, yeah, oh, you, you know he's he feeling himself. He's he in trouble. The league's in trouble. I'm just yeah, saying, league's might, in trouble. Like, about, like you said, after all that eighth game, he might go corn rolls because he's gonna be in his bag literally. He literally yeah, be yeah, in his bag. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that, we'll avoc- that avocado honey. Uh, uh, hair scrub, right? (laughs) (laughs) Smell smell like Pico de Gallo on good decisions. (laughs) Oh, smelling like Chevy's Mexican restaurant and happiness. There you go. (laughs) At doing happy hour, (laughs) doing happy hour, smelling like a whole, uh, like a whole uh, mango margarita. That's it. That's it. With the salt around the rim. With the sun around the rim. <laughs> What's your thoughts on it, man? When he come, hey, come back. What do you think that's going to do for Golden State? Listen, I I had him on papers at least making the NBA conference finals before they got Clay. Now this is oh, what makes it okay. worse. This is making it okay. worse for me because I 
I, if you haven't been paying attention, you know, I'm sure you have, but if people listen that haven't been paying attention, the league in, in the Western Conference especially is a mess. From two down, two to 20, whatever, you know, two right. to whatever, two and the rest. From after one and two, it gets really ugly. You know, and the yeah. team, those teams are definitely in, in turmoil, you know, from three yep. to three on down. I'll say three on down to 10, because I think 10 is, makes the playing game. So, yeah. That that being said, you know, getting Clay back, which is, is really, she's almost cheating. <laughs> it's really, it's almost cheating because this team without Clay plays, uh-huh. you know, masterful basketball, you know, and right. I think. Honestly, truly, you know, biggest the, the biggest thing about the biggest blessing in the skies or the silver lining in this cloud that Clay Thompson been here for two years is that they've had they've been forced to develop their talent. Yes, you know, and getting people in to help this team. So they're, I would argue that they are a deeper team now than they were when they had run the championships. True, because you got you look you looking at the, the emergence of Jordan Poole, Toscano mm-hmm. Anderson. You know what's funny too? I had to laugh myself because I didn't realize that Toscano Anderson is his last name. Like it's Juan Descano Anderson. I thought his first name was Descano. It was Anderson. I mean, that's easy. You know, how could, that's easy mistake right. to make, right? But I looked at it, I was like, damn. I said, his name, his first name is Juan. But it's like, and, it's, <laughs> and his last name was Takano Hyphen Anderson. I didn't know that. But, uh, well, the hyphen. The hyphen. The hyphen. Listen, right. I don't feel comfortable because his name is too close to Moscato. Well, yeah, there you go, too. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, mama was probably probably had a few that night, and she just tried to do a little variation. You know, Come on now, yes, yeah. So, but <laughs> I think like the team, you know, with Gary Payton Jr., Descano Anderson, uh-huh. uh, Otto Wiggins, Poole, right? You're looking at that was those your four, fifth, six, and seven scores when Clay comes back. That's a mm. problem because these these guys have had the propensity to drop twenty a night on their yep. own. Yep. So you mean to tell me you get a proven? 20 point, 25 point score and Clay coming back to, to, to couple with Steph. And then mm-hmm. these guys coming in, contributing. Now, it, their numbers will likely go down, but they're still, you know, hot fire off the bench. Right. You know, so that to me is nothing but good problems to have. You know, for me, I just really think that it's, it's I think the league is in trouble. And I honestly, truly, if Clay comes back, for me, if he comes back at about 75, 80% of himself, to the point, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not going to say he's going to hit the court tomorrow and be that, but he's that. Right. He see even that at the end of the season, the Suns can't beat this team in seven games. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If he's because you got to realize that Clay was arguably the best two way player before he left. You okay. know, I mean, he was a he was a he was a deadly shooter. You know, right. he was he was instant offense and he was a lockdown defender, pun intended. So you looking at it, if he's even a shell of himself, and they're an already number one rated defensive team without him. So you wouldn't mm-hmm. get a good two-way player back at at anywhere close to where he was before he left? I'm sorry, in the NBA, y'all just mind us go and mail it in for the West of the Conference at least. And I'm not gonna say that they can't they can beat the Nets or they can beat the Bucks, whoever makes it from the East. I'm not I'm not mailing that in yet either. But I think the West, yeah, y'all might wanna y'all might wanna uh, get ready for the draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I go just, ahead and figure I, out where uh where the what is the um the lottery ball is going to place Yeah, you. how they going to fall because outside of that, you just might as well just hand it over, <laughs> you know. Hand right. Because, I mean, again, yeah, you might beat the team one night, you know, on the back-to-back, you know, when somebody's sitting. But seven games, four out of seven, ain't happening, bro. Ain't happening. Look, mm. you know, because as good as they are offensively, they're, dead, they're just that much bad or worse for people defensively. So, you mean they play, I, I play, I can be the number one, I can be top five in both categories. Basically, what you're telling me. 
top five offense, top five defense. Yep. Who's beating? Yep. That's who's themselves. They pretty much. <laughs> and Thanos. They, right. Without the, without the gauntlet <laughs> and the snap, <laughs> they're not nobody's beating these cats. You know, unless you right. literally make them disappear. <laughs> you know, have the team disappear. <laughs> it ain't happening, bro. So I'm I'm here for right. it, man. I'm gonna have to sneak and watch a few uh a couple, you know, tours of Clay hitting the floor tomorrow night because he is on NBA TV. So people that are watching and listening right now, the game is on NBA TV on, uh, I think, 830 tomorrow. They play mm. the Cavs at, at, at yep. home. So, yeah. So check that out. I'll be watching Chargers, you know, beat the hell out of Raiders. So that'll, that'll be my focus. Okay. Okay. But, you know, I'm going to okay. try to peek, you know, in, in between you know, commercial breaks, I'll try to peek and see what Clay doing. You know, I see, see, so you, we, I see what you're saying. You, your boys, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. But, uh, okay. So, so if I'm hearing this right, you standing on you already had the Warriors in the finals without Clay. And yes, I had them going to lead. No, I go at least go to the conference finals against the Suns. At least to the conference finals. Yes. Now I have them without in the NBA Clay. finals with Clay. If he's 75, 80 percent or better, then I got him in the NBA finals because the Suns can be the team for seven. I, I love Chris Paul and all, but mm-hmm. I'm sorry, they just mm-hmm. don't have enough. They don't have enough. I mean, okay. when when you're when you're when when Andrew Wiggins is your fourth or fifth option. <laughs> I mean, let's just be real. Ben Jordan Poole and right. Wiggins—that's your option. Then Otto Porter's playing well offensively. It's kind of Addison is giving you effort on both sides of the ball. Gary Payton Jr. Mm-hmm. is coming off the bench, playing defense like Clay used to play. Yeah, man. Yep. Yeah, y'all got issues, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. Book it. Book it. There you go. Book, book it. it. You know, for those that had that program in school back in the day, book it. <laughs> book it. Book it. So yeah, so yeah, that's why I'm at with it, man. I think the. Warriors, uh, outside of injury and complacency, will likely be there at the end of the game. Okay. I like it. I like it. Listen, uh, you ain't that far off because everybody is in agreement that uh, Clay coming back makes the um, makes the Warriors extremely dangerous. And so um, if he comes back again in those first couple games, depending on the minutes, if he's getting 8 to 10 points, Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be deadly. And then once he gets his the rhythm, you know, Clay is Clay is easily good for 15, no less than 15, up to uh, 30, 35. Now, that, I probably, we probably won't see Clay hit that kind of clip. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it just depends. But definitely I mean, 15 to 18. I mean, you've seen this guy score 35 without only dribbling the ball four times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 15 for Clay is five threes. That's and we've it. seen that. We've seen him do that in the, uh, quarter. In the first 10 minutes. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so yeah, I, and I and I think that he'll be fine. You know, as far as a a playing perspective, because he's played G League games, you know, right. leading up to this. So he had. It's not like he's hitting the court for the first time. You know, five on five against uh, you know another opponent for the first time. He's played G League mm-hmm. games and he's been lighting it up. So I think he'll be fine. Like I said, I just think he needs to get comfortable playing night in and night out with you know top tier competition in in NBA. But you know, once he comes back and then he gets his you know proverbial feet wet. And I think he'll be fine. And I think the the Warriors, ugh, I'm just it just it just sucks that they couldn't get him back in earlier fashion because they could have flirted with that uh, winning record uh, that they broke that 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 uh, all time season uh, record that they broke when they broke the Bulls record was seventy three right. and nine or something like that. Yeah, seventy three yeah. and nine. Yeah, so they could have flirted with that, but they already got nine losses now, so they ain't running the table. I doubt that. No, no, you ain't you ain't for to go that many straight. Right. So yeah, but yeah, I I think it's gonna be definitely uh everybody playing second fiddle in the West. <laughs> second fiddle. <laughs> Just get ready. 
Mm-hmm. Just get ready. That's that. That's like seeing the um the meme with um the uh, Caesar from uh, Planet of the the Apes movie, right? When he mm-hmm. leans in and whispers in his ear. Uh-huh. Clay's coming back, homeboy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. we're we gonna be we're gonna be tuned in. And uh, first game is tomorrow against Cleveland, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be watching that. And we'll have reports for you next Saturday uh, when we jump on here of uh, what Clay looked like and our analysis of where the Warriors will go now that uh, Captain Clay is taking back command of his ship. So this That's is going true. to be interesting. Oh, I, we forgot to mention this. They're going to get James Wiseman back here soon, too. Yep. Oh, that's oh, that's, oh, that's, that's Jesus. Yeah. Seven foot yeah. tall, seven two hundred forty pounds. That's just yeah. This going, this going, this going pistol it in. Tell, tell, <laughs> tell, tell, tell Adam Silver pistol it in, buddy. <laughs> yeah, book it. Book it. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna move on to the L.A. Lakers. Mm, uh, the your La- Lakers. The Lakers. Yes. Are, 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 the Lakers are streaking right now. Uh, they lost. Yes. They lost Anthony Davis in the midst of us being on vacation. They lost Anthony Davis on the injury. Uh, but by the time he's been out, uh, they made some lineup changes, got some people back off COVID, and now they're up three there. We won five straight. Mm-hmm. So uh, with LeBron playing center, of all things. Crazy, right? Crazy, crazy. So the question is, what's the what's the, what's the the reason for this change and the reason why the Lakers are streaking right now after playing mediocre at best basketball for the first three months? Mm. <sighs> well, first off, I know uh, – um, the person that put egg on my face and who you ultimately despised, uh, Russell yes. Westbrook. Um, I think it finally clicked that, uh, yes, you could be a walking triple double, but you can't be a triple double and have seven, eight, nine turnovers because depending on what happens, for, well, those turnovers do a couple things. One, it stops the momentum of your offense. Mm-hmm. Two, it gives the ball to the other team. Mm-hmm. And the more possessions you are, um, the more possessions another team is able to, to receive and have, the likelihood of them generating points, especially in football, I mean, basketball is very high. Mm-hmm. So if nothing less, let's take nine turnovers. If nothing, if you don't hit one three pointer, that's 18 points. In a basketball game with the parity that's happening now, mm-hmm. that's a make or break uh, change, right? Oh, yeah. And so um, his turnovers have cut down. Um, I think that has really been the forefront. I think moving LeBron to center mm-hmm. has helped uh, because what center could deal with LeBron um, guarding him, yeah. right? Uh, he's going to be too quick for your for most centers, and then he's going to be uh, extremely physical for other centers, and he's extremely athletic. So there's not many centers besides like Embiid that could probably um, counteract LeBron's strength, LeBron's quickness and agility, and the fact that now he can orchestrate from the center position, right? Mm-hmm. Who who better to play a two man game with than LeBron being at center? Right, because he's gonna he, look. LeBron at center is gonna force your center to get out the lane. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, like, yeah. You can't. Oh, yeah. You you cannot pack the lane with LeBron playing center. Mm-hmm. And so, with that being the case, and now LeBron's able to orchestrate and pull your center out from under the basket, it's been paying off. And I think in the and I think in this this streak, I think he's averaged thirty four points a game. Yeah. Listen, his his last nine games, his stat line is remarkable. Let, let's yeah. let's just put it in plain context. LeBron James is one of a kind. He is he is not made of this world, in my opinion. I just don't think he is. Right. I mean, nobody at the third best basketball player ever. Oh, who's one and two? Michael and Kobe. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I can leave that. I can live with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can live with that. So yeah, yeah um, yeah. He's he's not made. He's not made uh, of this world. He was he was definitely made. Uh, you know, from Krypton, you know, Krypton, somewhere like that. He was definitely yeah, somewhere yeah. else. He, he's you come know. from planet Titan. There you, there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> he was Thanos' his brother. There you go. Right. <laughs> I was, they both don't have hair. <laughs> one purple, one black. That's all the difference is. That's all. That's only different. That's only one has different. a beard and one, one has a real hair beard and the other has a full chin that's carved into a beard. Right. <laughs> But yeah, I, I definitely think that um, Frank Vogel and company were were highly wise. And I think it's a twofold thing about them playing LeBron at center. Uh, understand mm-hmm. this: the league is different now. Like it's not a traditional yes. center's big man game anymore. So LeBron play, at, at six nine, two hundred and sixty pounds, he's built like a center. You know, yes. situationally, you know, yes. in certain regards. So uh, you know, it's 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 typically you know teams like I say outside of uh, Embiid and. Uh, Giannis and, and people that have that build of a center, Jokic, um, come mm-hmm. to mind. You know, these teams typically play four, you know, four wing players, you know, small, small forwards or guards, and one big man, you know, and their big man is mm-hmm. typically 6'8, six, 6'9. Six, like, you don't have, you know, your seven foot, seven, two centers anymore that's strictly under the basket. So, right. you have to play in, in a certain regard, a certain level, small ball, uh, because mm-hmm. again, you have four athletic wings. And you have yep. one big man, and LeBron, you know, being as athletic as he is, can can you know he still fits in that mode of being the, uh, like, you know, pause with the biggest man on the floor, you know, in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, when you have four wings in him, that he's the biggest guy, you know, so yep. that that it makes tons of sense, and I think it's a it's a teaching moment too because I've been saying for quite a while before AD got hurt is that he needs mm-hmm. to get off this whole idea of him not playing the five. Because playing a five True. is not a traditional five anymore. Because saying you're a center does not mean you're a Sha- Shaquille O'Neal. Saying you're not Kareem mm-hmm. Abdul-Jabbar, you're just the the tallest man on the court, playing you know yeah. in the in the low area of the game. But yet again, it's more in an athletic game. So you playing a five is not saying that you are classified or going to be pigeonholed and saying that you have to be Tim Duncan. It's right. not that, and I think that's why they're doing this because they're trying to teach Anthony Davis a lesson and saying that. It's okay to play the five because we're going to play small. We're going to play four wings and a U, you know, and Le- you know, and LeBron's going to be, you know, the outlier and being the point, you know, forward type mm-hmm. of role. But that's typically what we can do and, and be most effective at. So that's what we need to do to win games. So hopefully, he right. takes that as a lesson to say that this lineup and this this particular ideology works. You know, that yes. coupled with the fact that Malik Monk's emergence is 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 masterful. He's playing masterful yeah, basketball uh, right now. The other night he hit what twenty nine. That was last night. That was last night. That was last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, him and Avery Bradley yeah. was, was tag teaming and going back and forth, and they wouldn't miss in the first half. Nope. 
No, nope. he, he wasn't missing the first half. So that that like I said, that Malik Monk's emergence, and as you said, you alluded to Russell Westbrook's. Um, I just believe he's just getting out the way. Honestly, truly, mm-hmm. I still don't think that a zebra can change the stripes in his regard. I just think he's taking a back seat, in which and, and he realized that him taking a back seat and not going 100 miles an hour every play will honestly and truly, you know, make him not a detriment to the team. Because, right. like you alluded to, having those triple doubles, you know, all triple doubles aren't created equal. Right. You know, if you give me an efficient triple double with no turnovers, then oh, oh, kudos to you. But if you have 10 turnovers on top of 20 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, that 10 assists is wiped off because you gave the ball away 10 times as well. Yes. So, yes. so your plus yes. minus is in the toilet, bro. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, so them, them playing small ball, Russell Westbrook not turning the ball over because every time he's I've had a turnover number under five, we won. Mm-hmm. And Malik's monks arise when everybody's probably, you know, kicking themselves for not even, you know, throwing him any kind of money. Because the only team that pursued him after the, the uh, what the Hornets let him go was the was the Lakers, and mm-hmm. boy oh boy he making them all pay, <laughs> making them all pay. So right. uh, I think this particular success continued. This I mean honestly true I have to be real. Yeah, last night was the first night in a long time that I actually was happy watching Lakers basketball. So mm, I, hope that, I, hope I know that I know we talked offline and right. and and you was thoroughly uh, perturbed. Uh, with with uh, Russell for a while there. Oh my God, I still want him gone. I don't get me wrong. Because I, right. I still think at some point, especially when we play better teams, because we've been playing, you know, mediocre to okay teams. When we got to play the high, high echelon teams, you know, if him giving up one turnover could be costly, you know. So, and if he gives them five, we're we going to lose the game probably easy, you know. Mm. And, him, and him trying to, you know, gun, you know, trying to prove a point when he we, when he can't shoot from outside and he missing layups at a high clip, can't shoot free throws, and he turned the ball over. That's just a. Ugh, I, I, I now I understand why he's been passed over around for the last four years. I really do mm. because it's just you know again it's the volume it's it, the volume of by which he produces you know mm-hmm. is not enough you know for a good team to absorb you know because right. again you know like you said if you have ten assists and ten rebounds but if you had ten turnovers who cares who cares? You still turn the ball over 10 times. You cost the team 10 possessions where they could have scored. If they scored right. 10 out of those, that's 20-point swing. At least a 20-point swing, if not more. If you skip, you know, We're talking three-pointers out of the equation. He's taking yep. that's, that's 20 points off the board. It's you costing the team. So, you know, as long as he stays out of the way, and we can hopefully maybe we can figure a way out to deal him somewhere else and, you know, somewhere else in purgatory, and we can find somebody else that can, you know, fill that void. Because honestly and truly... You know, with with Malik Monk and, and Braun in the back in the backcourt with uh with AD coming back, I th- I really think that's a better uh you know, and then having uh maybe another shooter in place of Russell, like Buddy Hill. I still hate. I, 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 I still <laughs> I still am disgusted by the right. fact we couldn't pull that off. Because think about it like this: we could have had we was paying Russell Westbrook forty four million dollars. Yep. To turn the ball over, miss layups, miss free throws, and can't shoot from outside. We could have had Buddy Hill and Demar Derozan for. Less than half of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is that is definitely facts, and I also and I, and and to wrap up, I, I strongly believe that um, it is it, it helps not to have eighty there because that that one man that freeze basketball that that um, superstar paralysis mm-hmm. has has left. That's a good right? one. Superstar um, paralysis. That's a good one. Yeah, superstar paralysis. You know, you see it all the time. It's like, hey, well, we have this player, so 
Let's throw it to this player and then just stand back and watch. There you go. Well, what you know, what happens when that player is gone, it actually seems to open up the offense a little more, right? It opens yeah. up the 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 flow of the basketball. And so this weird side effect happens is like when that player goes down, other players have to step up. And because it's high level role players, uh-huh. it's actually better basketball because they move and give and work better and no fault to the superstar, but it's a, well, we, we all have to step up now compared to, well, Hey, instead of me taking a shot, I'm just gonna give it to the superstar and then just stand back and watch. There you go. That's a great point. That's yeah. that's a great point. We end on that. We yeah. end on that. <laughs> Matter of fact, every now and then I can every now and then I can bring out something that's slightly right. into you know makes sense. I got you. I got you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna run an ad real quick, and then we're gonna come right <laughs> back with NFL news for the reaction. It's the sports talk with Coach and Curry 2022 edition. Be right back. Lockdown Defense family, Coach Defense here, reminding you that the Lockdown Defense podcast comes to you each and every Tuesday at 10 a.m. on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also AHA Radio. And here lately, the YouTube page has been taken off, so if you subscribe to that, if you have not, turn your notification bells on so you never miss an upload to the channel. The Lockdown Defense podcast comes to you each and every week, breaking down the news and views of yours truly, giving you heavy-hitting content, educated opinions on the NFL, NBA, Lakers, and Chargers news as well, my home's base squads. So if you're looking for a one-stop shop for edgy, real opinions and news of the popular world of sports, look no further than the Lockdown Davis podcast. Also, if you're looking for me in between podcasts, follow me on any all of, any and all of my social media platforms. Uh, Lockdown Defense Sports for Instagram and Twitch. On Twitter, it's Lockdown Defense. And as I actually had a bonus, if you want to get in and get some questions answered in our mailbag, send me a DM on any of those platforms, or you can email me at LockdownDevensports at gmail.com. Uh, get those questions in anytime between now and Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time each and every week to be eligible to be on the show. The Lockdown Divas Podcast, once again, each and every uh, Tuesday, 10 a.m. on all platforms we get your podcast from. So please tune in, subscribe. And turn your notification bells on so you know exactly when we go live. Now back to the show. And we are back. We are back with the reaction NFL edition. And um, we have to. ads. We got ads. Let's go. And it's not the Deshaun Watson. Uh, premium olive oil edition ads either. Not at all. Not at all. We might sneak those in every now and then. You know, <laughs> we won't get our uh, our business off the ground. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you know, so we we know we gonna, we gonna, we might have some might have some for them. You know, every now and then. But uh, the, the, official, the official podcast ads are now up and running, so we got that going okay. for you. But yeah, so we're back with the reaction for the NFL news and views, and uh, I guess we we'll have to start with the heavy uh, news of the passing of uh, Coach Madden. Um, and uh, Coach Reeves as well, uh, a long-term coach for the Falcons and the Broncos, I believe. He was a Broncos yep. coach as well, yeah. Uh, but, you know, start first and foremost with the legend that is John Madden. Um, 
you know, I gave a nice uh, tribute to him on my podcast, and um, and I'll reiterate that by saying, uh, John is a one of a kind individual, and I don't think there's many of any or anybody that can say honestly and truly they couldn't hold a candle to his inspiration. Right. You know, I right. think that uh, he has touched so many lives from a coaching, playing, a commentating, and teaching realm, and brought so many people together. Um, in many uh, dorm rooms, living rooms, you know, and uh, I guess you can say uh, uh, so social halls and, and colleges and things of that nature when, you know, everybody was waiting for the new Madden to drop. Yep. You know, yep. so um, yeah, I think that, you know, it, words can't express it honestly and truly. And I always thought it was surreal that I literally watched uh, his documentary um, and then, I think like, I want to say two or three days later, he passed, mm-hmm. you know, but yet again, I just don't think that anybody can hold a candle to his legacy. Um, you know, lived a hell of a life, 85 years worth of it. It just was, again, to me, it was just surreal to him passing after the documentary aired. It's almost like he was waiting on that confirmation um, that and so everybody can really truly see, even the younger generation, can truly see the level of impact that he's made on people mm-hmm. that they, they, they revere. You know, um, and if you did watch it at the, at the very end of that particular documentary, you can see to me when he, uh, he listened to LT speak at the end, you know, how LT basically said unequivocally that he changed his life and made him a better player. It, it gave him some type of peace to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. it gave some type of peace. And I think he really, really resonated with the idea that his job on earth was done and he could go on. You know, I'm sure we wish they still have him, you know, because again, no matter how much uh, we didn't see him, you know, on TV anymore, but how much of the impact he had behind the scenes is can't be duplicated or replicated. So, right. you know, he will be sorely missed. And, uh, you know, we will never, ever truly uh, can, I guess you can say, quantify exactly how much he's missed in a game of the football. Right, 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 right. Right. And, and, and the crazy thing is um, you made a great point. He post his NFL career, right? Cause right. a lot of people forget he was a hall of fame coach. Right. Well, he was a player and a coach. Yeah. Had yeah. A ridiculously you know, high winning record. And like I said, he stayed even stopped coaching for most of us was born. Yes. Yes. And so when you talk about somebody who helped, um, put a team on the map. The Raiders mm-hmm. are the Raiders, partly because definitely Al Davis. Yeah, but also you have to give credit to John Madden and the time that he was the coach of the Raiders and what he did during that time. And again, another um, another man who was a great mover of men. Mm-hmm. Um, he he made the Raiders a household name because of the high clip that they won at, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the ability to take all of these players, if you know anything about the Raiders during that time, uh, the Raiders were where all the misunderstood players went to go play. Mm-hmm. Right? You had the uh you had the uh Jack Tatums. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the Kenny Stablers, mm-hmm. um, Ted you know, Hendricks. you had the, 
Yeah, yeah. So you think mm-hmm. about all those players that were there under John Madden, and he was able to get them to focus and and dominate the AFC for a long time. Now, it's very rare that you see someone have a great career in what they do, and then their second career is even trumps. greater. Is even greater. Yes. Yeah. It, it's it it supersedes. There you go. Use that word. Don't use that c word. Yeah. Supersedes. Yeah. 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 It supersedes their first career. Right. Because right. most people, our generation and younger, if you say John Madden, mm-hmm. they're going to think video game. Oh yeah. And when you have, when you have um, planted yourself in the subconscious of people, and your second career work has done so much that they forget um they forget what you did for your primary mm-hmm. oh man you know there's a saying that says uh you have one life but if you live it well enough you only need that one right yeah and john madden did that now let's talk about the number of bonding moments that he created from his video game listen and fights yeah. that have been yes yes the 20, <laughs> that have been the twenty one skunk rule is is, is it uh, is it a twenty one skunk rule was born because out of John Madden. Madden it was all day every yes. day yes if I've, you go to college yeah uh, dorm rooms dorm rooms uh, the, the 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 student union uh, you know game room you know anywhere there oh, was man. a gaming system and now more so the internet you got John Madden running you know, annually in, in those particular facets in those facilities. So, hey, listen, he, like I said, he can, he has touched so many people that don't even like football for real. Yeah. You yeah. know, like you, you talk like, about it. Oh, go ahead. You can't, I mean, football purists aside, you know, yeah. you, you have touched you know, many lives because it's been plenty of kids that never picked up a football and played in real life, but they play John Madden football all their lives. I mean, you got kids competing right now for, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, yep. you know, in competitive tournaments that never picked up a football, but they, yep. but they playing a video game of their choosing a football video game of their choosing. And they show John man football. Yeah. So, and, and, and like you said, his documentary, uh, I would just implore anyone to just go back and, and study John Madden. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about the, the, the hotel on wheels. I want to say that, Jerry Jones was inspired by John Madden to get oh yeah the luxury bus. Mm-hmm. You know, if nobody knows, John Madden had a huge fear of flying, didn't want to fly. And so uh post-career to get him to where he had to go, because one day they was trying to figure out how to get him from one location to the next. Um they got him on a bus. Yeah. And from that point, it took off that he had a world-class luxury bus, yeah. right? One of the few people that is broadcast on four networks. Tell him. Um, tell him. And I want to say they have been chasing the magic of Monday Night Football since John Madden. Oh, no question. Concluded his broadcasting time. Monday Night Football has not been the same. Um, because again, he, he knew football, right? Exactly. So when he talked it and circled 
and bammed and mm-hmm. you know uh uh all his uh catchphrases you know mm-hmm. catchphrases this just wasn't someone who was guessing he was giving you analysis from a high level coach's perspective right mm-hmm. so he knew what he was talking about right. and again i'm going to say it in the african american the black community one game that was going to be in a household out of two mm-hmm. was going to be Madden. Oh, guarantee. Guarantee. It was going to be some basketball, NBA 2K. NBA um, Live, whatever the case may be. NBA whatever. Live. Right. And it was going to be Madden. That's it. That's it. And that was an automatic. You know what I'm saying? And so the the unplug rule yep. that was changed, mm-hmm. uh, leaving the game because you're getting skunked. Right. Uh, uh, the the video game companies stopping that so you can't uh your record if you <laughs> disconnected yeah, was, right right you, you was gonna lose, lose. yeah right yeah, yeah yeah um and being able to put players that you love all on one team because mm-hmm. here's the other thing and before we give credit to dan reeves people forget when john madden came out and i remember this there was also another video game on sega that was competing against john madden and john madden crushed which was joe montana football yes yes good point point. joe montana football actually i think came out first and john Mm -hmm. madden came out next Mm -hmm. um and john madden crushed joe montana football to the point where there's never been a successful football game out since john madden football came out they've they've tried many they've tried many have failed you know, yeah, NFL 2K on Dreamcast. You had Joe Montana football. You know, yep. NFL Street and all these other things. You had the NFL Big Heads or yeah, something like that. Yeah, NFL Street or Blitz. NFL Blitz. Yeah, Blitz. Blitz NFL Blitz. NFL Blitz. See, all that stuff never held any weight because John Madden. Because everybody went back to John Madden. Always and truly, like I said, if you you want to talk about a unif- a game of unification, you talk about John Madden football. Yeah, many of alliances of uh, extended family. And things of that nature have all been galvanized under the envelope of playing John Madden football. You know, especially in the wintertime when you lock in the snowstorm for a few days, you yep. ain't got nothing better to do. You log, 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 lock in and load on John Madden until everybody gets hot. <laughs> and and so much so that even real NFL players would feel some type of way because of their Madden ratings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The all-Madden team, between the all-Madden team and, and the Madden ratings now, like they, if they don't get their numbers absolutely where they think they should be, oh, it's uproar. They, they all over Twitter, you know, talking this, talking that, you know, adding the people at EA and Tiburon, all that right, stuff. Right, them, like, right. The Ravens just need to holler at me. Yeah, that's it's a big thing. It's a big thing. Listen, and it's not going away. That's one thing that will hold try and true. Is is John's legacy will always reign as long as Madden makes the game. You know, as long as EA Madden makes the game. So yeah, definitely rest in peace to Coach Madden, the one and only true legacy of playing, coaching, commentating, and video game in, in the world. Nobody else can say that. Nobody yep. else can say yep. that. And, you know, not to be remiss, but um, Dan Reeves, yeah. you know, Dan Reeves was, um, he was no chump. He was no uh, chump change himself. No, he was a very hard-nosed coach. He was a very hard-nosed yeah. coach. Yeah. And a hard player. I, I want to say Dan Reeves won a Super Bowl as a player, and a coach. Did he really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. He won he won as a player um and a coach. And that's a rare feat 
That is. Um, yeah, not many people can say that. Yeah, and you think about Dan Reeves when when you think of Dan Reeves, you think of Denver Broncos. Oh yeah, he was he was a Falcons coach too for for a good while. Yeah, and he took the Falcons the the the, the one time um, that he, that the Falcons went. Mm-hmm. Guess who was the coach? Um, for them, but yes, he had two Super Bowl appearances uh, in his playing career, and then he won Super Bowl uh, with Denver. Okay, uh, yeah, and he was a, started as assistant coach with Dallas. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you know, uh, Dan Reeves, he had um, nineteen hundred and ninety rushing yards and seventeen receiving touchdowns. Okay, so yeah, Dan Reeves was out there now. Yeah. Dan Reeves, you know. Dan Reeves had a little wiggle to him, so don't get it twisted. But, yeah, two great minds, two great men, um, and two great coaches that have now transitioned. And definitely um, I'm interested to see now um, how the Madden game goes. I know they they have plenty of audio, Mm -hmm. but I'm interested to see. And and before we transition – who was the first player? Here's a little trivia for our, our community. Who was the first player to receive 99 speed on Madden? Oh, I already know that, but, you know, I'm a Madden head, so, you know, yeah. I, I know the answer to that, but. Yeah, so I don't want to tell them. If you know this, if you're listening to this, drop it in jump the in the comments. Yeah, drop drop in the comments. Uh, who was the first player? And you may, if you're right, you may get a shout-out next week on the podcast so a little trivia for our community that's what's up that's what's up that's a nice little added bonus to the 2022 podcast so that's what's up yeah, yeah okay yeah All oh right. so now let's get it out the way <laughs> <laughs> let's get it out the way we're here we're, we're here, here now we're here now <laughs> we're here now and i started to lead the show off with this just to get out the way but i'm like you know what i'm gonna right. i'm gonna keep on script i'm gonna say the script but right antonio brown now, now, can I go out on the limb and say that this particular topic is, is total and utter disappointment to both of us right now? Can I yeah. say that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just I thought I thought you, you felt the same way I did. I you, thought you, you would did. be you would be well within your rights to say that. Okay. All right. Well, you know, and and I I have to say this. This is something that's been bothering me, um, you know, because I've seen uh, certain people still. I guess you can say uh, advocate for Antonio Brown at this point, despite everything he's done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, I'm, I'm all for my people. I'm all for, uh, you know, people that have been, you know, marginalized, oppressed, and, and not giving that just doing in a lot of regards, you know, getting every bit of their flowers when they, when they supposed to get them. But mm-hmm. it's just, it comes to a point though, when you're right, you're right. When you're wrong, you're wrong. Like it doesn't matter what right. skin color you are. It doesn't matter who you are who your family is, whatever the case may be, no matter how they connect with C, you know, it's just right is right is wrong is wrong. And to me right now, Antonio Brown is completely and utterly wrong. Mm. You know, and I mm. think, I think that he it needs to, um, somehow, some way get come to groups with reality and who he is and who he, uh, can, let me say it this way. I'm, I'm, because I was going to say go something ahead, different. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say ahead. something different, but I think he needs to understand truly that nobody's irreplaceable. Nobody's mm. irreplaceable. You mm. know, no matter Break, how. Yes, yeah, hit hit that for the people. Which you, which you elaborate a little bit of, on on for on uh, on that, so people listening can understand your where you're coming from with that. 
no, don't get me wrong. Antonio Brown in his prime is is is, a, is you know to so be a sixth round draft pick was a very very productive. It could have been one of the best, if not the best. The argument for the last four to five years prior to him uh, leaving Pittsburgh was who was better, Julio or AB. You know, mm-hmm. and depending on who you talk to, with some people were with AB, some people were with Julio. I was honestly, mm-hmm. truly, I was an Antonio Brown advocate because because he was a six three. You know, he was not, you know, couldn't jump out of the gym. He didn't have a 40 inch vertical. He didn't run a 4-3. Right. You know, but his his productivity, you know, in, in this in his prime years in Pittsburgh were were unmatched. You know, and had he gone on with that same mantra and 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 kept that productivity level up, you know, he could have gone down as one of the best receivers that ever played a game. You know, he could have broke all kind of records. And then you're adding another game on top of this. So you're getting long, longer term and, and and more games to play. You know, he could have shattered the record books. He could have, he could have shocked the world. He could have shook the world completely up. He could have turned it upside down, turned all the record books on its ear. But all his off the field stuff and his ego and his uh, his um, arrogance eclipsing his talent at this point is where is where I'm where, is the point I'm trying to make is right. it was tr- honestly and truly derailed him from being the the type of player or the or the type of receiver he could ultimately been because you know I always say this. No matter who you are and what you are, at some point in life, you, we're all going to become irrelevant. And what honestly, truly is going to remain with the world is your legacy. Mm-hmm. And what your legacy is going to ultimately be is up to you. You know, especially with you having the, the God-given talent that he has. Mm-hmm. So you can't let all this off of the field stuff, which he has gotten to the point where he's completely, uh, utterly beyond reproach at this point. You know, with all the things he's done, it's, it's no coming back from. You know, but he had... You know, it's it's one thing to you know constantly be shot at, you know, but it's also another thing to be turn a gun on yourself constantly. You know, uh, and, 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 all, and and he's to, he's turned a gun on himself constantly, and that's and good one. and I can't you can't defend that, you can't defend it. I mean, all this off the field stuff, and I, I broke it down on my podcast is why he literally had I want to say he had up to the over to seventeen incidents since he left Pittsburgh, seventeen incidents all off the field. So yeah. I mean, what can you honestly and truly say that's uh, a positive or, or, or you can honestly be on his side when it comes to or advocate for him, you know, in all honesty, to say that he's in the right Yeah. When it, with all yeah. of this, yeah. you know, with all of this, you know, and that's, that's just giving me, giving a breakdown of, a, of the totality of what's going on with him since he was in Pittsburgh. Because he was in Pittsburgh, he had an issue with Ben and a bunch of other people, Mike, mm-hmm. you know, Ben Defiance and Mike Tomlin, so they decided to part ways because it was getting toxic. You know, mm-hmm. then he went to John Gruden. God, Lord, I don't know what what the hell he was thinking there. You know, but you know, he, that that blew up. I don't. Did he ask me this? Did he ever play a game for the Raiders? I don't think he did a, a regular season game. I don't think no, he did. He didn't I, make it. I nope. didn't think he did. I didn't think he did. Preseason. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. So then he gets sent to the pack, the Patriots. You know, for maybe one or two games, and then he had the scandal, got suspended. So Bill dismissed him. Mm-hmm. You know. So you get your last straw when when you get down to Tampa Bay and you completely and utterly, you know, for lack of a better word, you shit on the whole team. You know, you know, after after it was all said and done, over what? Over yeah. a couple, over a million dollars when you made 65 in the league in its totality? Mm-hmm. You are complaining about a three a $330,000 bonus here and there. You know, I I just I, I just don't you know, you argue with the team because you wanted them to guarantee your money. You know, when you were making the bare minimum to to play there, but to be honest with you, if you didn't, 
you had opportunity to go to other places. People wanted you. Um, and, you know, Seattle wanted him. You know, a few other teams wanted him. They're going to pay him more money. Mm-hmm. You know, and he decided to go back to Tampa before the league minimum. So to me, that's a that's a give and take. You know, because yeah, yeah you complained about how Tom Brady didn't give you get you more money, but you had more money on the table to play for a different team. There was a contender on on paper at the start of the season. Yeah. So yeah, my my biggest thing about this, and I'm gonna turn it over to you after this. My biggest thing about this is that you need to hold yourself accountable, Antonio. That's what you need to do, because yeah. you want to hold everybody else accountable, but you're not holding yourself accountable. It starts mm. with you. You got to look at yourself in the mirror and hold yourself accountable first before you can point the finger at other people. You know, yeah. because everybody else is everybody else is the problem. And I always have issues with people like that. When you want to blame everybody else for your problem but you. When when honestly, truly, I, everything that's on paper is self-inflicted. Yeah. So yeah. Th- that's my biggest thing. You got to hold yourself accountable, bro. If you don't, then then you're going to ultimately flame out. And that's what you did. Yeah, yeah. I was I was going to jump on the other side just, just because, you know, they say that uh, disagreements and counterpoints are what make uh, sports talk and sports analysts, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I I would just be doing it just because, right? I mean, um, we we don't have to do it just for the ratings. Let's just be truthful here, right? Right? Yeah. Right? For me, for me, I'm sad, and I'm sad because when you when you look at Antonio Brown, he is a great success story, right? Mm-hmm. He is what we coach kids. Like, look, it don't matter where ratings are gonna come and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, don't matter where you drafted, where you where you play at. All that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. all that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. People are not gonna see your value at first, mm-hmm. but you can you can make up for all of that by what you do on the field. And mm-hmm. from everything I have researched over since this since this situation has happened. Um, and, and I'm going to say this, there's one player that I hold in very high regard. When I hear him say something, I take it to the bank and that's Chad Johnson. Right. Okay. Um, and reason being because Chad Johnson, um, is one of those players that also is misunderstood because when you, you hear, and when you watch film, one thing Chad Johnson doesn't get when you hear football players talk about Chad Johnson mm. that played with him, you hear footwork. Amazing. Mm. You look at stats. He didn't drop a whole lot of passes, no. right? Mm-hmm. He played the game on his grounds and he was, he understood that he was playing the long game. Mm-hmm. A lot of his things were marketing because mm-hmm. he realized that, um, I have to make sure that I set myself up because once this NFL is done, mm-hmm. if I don't take control of my career, when they turn the lights off on me, I'm not going to have anything post career. Right. That's a good point. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. And, and, but you never heard, you never hear anybody say that Chad Johnson disrespected the game or disrespected uh, them. Now, there's people that didn't like the way he played. They thought that he was a showboat. They thought that he was too much. And, mm. you know, again, the diva. Um, but none of teammates never said anything bad. Competitors never said anything bad. And he doesn't disrespect. So I listen can, to Chad. Can, can, I, can I take a pause for that? Because you just oh, made, you made a great point. I want people to understand what you're saying. Because you, you have to realize that 
the criticism that Chad got that they're now it's now ultimately truly accepted behavior. Now. Yes. Yes. So thank you. You you just basically broke ground and saying that everybody had an issue with his 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 artistic ways. Let me call it that way. Let me say it that yep. way. His artistic ways. But guess what? That's the normal now. That's the norm. Like there is no Odell Beckham without Chad Johnson. Let's put it. Let's put it in brass tacks. Say it. Say it again. Say there is no Odell say Beckham without Chad Johnson. The theatrics, yes. the antics, the dancing, all that stuff. There's no Justin Jefferson without Odell and Chad. So the things that you accept and Wiley regarded, you had you had Adam Schefter tear his damn meniscus doing the gritty. Yes. You know, but you, yes. but you can't see and tell me that if Chad Johnson don't innovate, they don't they don't they don't shine. So yeah, that that's yeah. I want you I want I had to stop you because I wanted you to understand what you were saying to the how how to the degree of what people were, were criticizing Chad for now is widely celebrating regardless. Widely accepted. The yeah. whole intercept the defense running all the way down the field exactly. and coming up with choreographed dances yeah. and things like all that. That does not happen without Chad Johnson. Without Chad Johnson, that's right? It. His creativity and all that. Mm-hmm. Um so when I hear Chad Johnson say, Antonio works, right? Mm-hmm. There's something that is to be said. He's a six-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. He he worked. Everybody, I've heard everyone that is trained with him, worked out with him, been around him. There's not been one person that says Antonio does not. If you look at Antonio on this on that level, mm-hmm. they're talking about he's the highest professional when it comes to that. Oh, listen, like nobody is his, nobody's a technician his, like he his is. His preparation, his ability, yeah. his athleticism. That we're not questioning any of that. But at when, all. When you become so much of of an explosive entity above that, that's when yes. people get off the boat. Get off the boat. Like I gotta I gotta yes. jump ship. Because you're yeah. becoming too much of a distraction. Of you on the outside, not even we not we haven't played a game yet, and you are yep. in the news constantly, getting suspended or having these issues. I mean, bring it back to the fake vaccination card thing. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. I mean, why when you also got vaccinated anyway? Yeah, and that's what makes me sad because, barring this, Antonio would have been a great story without having to do a caveat, right? Mm-hmm. He could have been a kid. He could have been what we use as a model when we're coaching kids. Mm-hmm. We would have used him to say, look at Antonio. Right. But now we have to do a caveat, right? We have to we have to say, look at his work ethic, not his antics. but not his off the field. There you go. And because at some point, and we talked about this before jumping on live, at some point, you got to get some people around you that's not so concerned that you're going to cut the money off mm-hmm. that they willing to say, hey, man, enablers, I'm your dude. Right. And you making some bad moves mm-hmm. because let me and I'm going I'm to end with this. Antonio up until this point has had the benefit of his receipts making people look sideways at the situation, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. When he looked at Pittsburgh and mm-hmm. thing, the things that he said, mm-hmm. and even though Mike Tomlin is a uh, class, in the words of Stephen A. Smith, he's class personified, right? Mm-hmm. 
some of the things that Antonio brought up about Ben and Juju in these situations, once he left Pittsburgh and he said that, and then you turned and looked at Pittsburgh, you was like, oh, well, he has a point. Right. I can see, I can see what he's saying, right? Mm-hmm. Going to Las Vegas and what fell out from there. Mm-hmm. Looking back, you were like, toxic. Oh, well, you know what? Yeah, you was toxic. Yeah, you're right. So maybe, I mean, maybe I was, there was something to that. Yeah, it I, wasn't all Antonio. Yeah, outside of Derek Carr, that, that place was a was a bit of a dumpster fire, yes. Right. Yeah. When you go to the Patriots, even you know, even though he he did he's been consistent in this. Even though when he went to the Patriots and he left, and then it was part, it was majority of, and here's where having people around you is like, man, you got to take some personal accountability, responsibility. The situation that happened once the pa- Patriots got the ruling, mm-hmm. they let him go. They yeah. didn't, it wasn't even a question, it, right? You wouldn't have right me at that point because I got you here to give Tom a weapon so we can make another Super Bowl run because Tom was leaving. So we were yeah. just using this as yeah. one last run before Tom left. So when you be got yes. spinning for eight games, you're no good to me. So I got to go let you go. I need to free exactly. that money back up to find somebody else that can help us because you can't you can't do nothing for me, dude. Right. And 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 looking at that, even though he threw the Patriots organization and Robert Kraft under the bus a little bit, it was still overlooked because again, talent, mm-hmm. if your talent is high enough, it creates toler- toler- tolerance people for you. being tolerable right. of your antics, right? Right. But it was the last straw type of thing. Mm. So then he gets to Tampa Bay. Now, mind you, he he's, only, a, he's only in Tampa Bay because remember Bruce Arians in full with Antonio Brown from when he was in Pittsburgh. Exactly. So he, he had Tom. Tom had to beg, convince, and literally hound and and, and literally like going to Bruce Arians. Always like damn it every day. Like yo, we need a B. We need a B. We need a B. And to the point where he relented and gave in because he right. Bruce Arians didn't want Antonio Brown from the jump. Right. The issue that I see, it's it's a lot of times since he's left Pittsburgh and the 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 last moments of Pittsburgh, the social media situation, um, Las Vegas, it's all it it seems that you're waited with bated breath for the glass to drop. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. he'll come in, he he had almost re he had almost cleaned up his image and name mm-hmm. because that year last year right he was quiet no antics no nothing no problem no antics right mm-hmm. he his he let his he let his performance on the field talk for him mm-hmm. he was looking like okay people almost forgot about ab right because he wasn't saying anything and his stats was cementing Everything that people had said, he was he was cleaning up his name, uh-huh. right? And culminated with his performance in the Super Bowl. Remember, he caught a touchdown yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was the he was the best pass catcher. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the get Tom Brady out of jail. You know, mm-hmm. but here's where again, waiting for the glass to drop. If AB is upset at the money. AB, do you know how much money you've left on the table? Mm. Even though you say it's not about money. Oh, no, he doubled, he, he doubled back and said it was. Yeah, when we hear you talk, even in the podcast, and if you want to know, there's a podcast out there. I would highly tell people to go research themselves. Mm. When I'm listening to it, 
the person that you do not in this day and age throw darts at and i hate to, I'm, I'm not i'm not even gonna say i hate to say it the person that you do know you do not throw darts at because he is teflon is tom brady teflon tom <laughs> teflon tom it right. doesn't matter what happened behind the scenes right? Right, right some of the things that he said some of the things that he's thrown darts at i'm like hey b you're not gonna win that one Right. But you know what? Though? You can I, win it against Ben. I, I would even say that he's not, Tom is even above reproach. I mean, because Tom has his, you know, moments breaking several tablets and cussing out coaches. So Tom is yeah. not above reproach, but Tom is not in the wrong here. Tom yeah, And that's why here. I say you can't go after Tom in this and try to bring up dirt. Right. And, <laughs> and use it against. Right. That, and I think I gave this analogy you know, on my podcast. I think. It's like it's like this. Like like say hypothetically, I get you a job, right? Like you you right. you out you out like you been black by industry, and I got some clout, right? So I'm like coming up and say, hey, I got a guy, you know, he's really good. You I know, see where you're going. I see yeah. where you're going. Go with it. Yeah. Go so with it. you know, I got a guy. You know, please, you know, can you bring him in? You know, he'll be really good for us. You know, he'll get us to where we need to be. You know, from his platform perspective, he's gonna help us get over the hump. You know, get where mm -hmm. we want to be, right? And for the first year, you know, you're cool. You know, you're not really complaining because you got on. You know. You know, you understood what the money was going to be, right? But we come next year when it comes to negotiating time, you know, you know, you basically say, well, you know, there's a couple other companies out there that want to get you and they're going to offer you more money, but you want to stick with me because I vouch for you, you mm -hmm. know, but, you know, so, you know, so you can't be mad at me about your money being what it is because, you know, the company said flat out, flat out, oh, we only got X amount of dollars to give you. So if you take it and we'll give you some incentives, or you know you find another place to work, right? And and, and listen, you decided me, you decided me, to come in anyway. Then then halfway through this term, you get mad at me because your money ain't right. It's not my fault. And because I'm coming in with a name that doesn't allow you to fight for my yeah my I, my, no, my, I, my money right. I can't, I can't do I can't if, all I all I can do the best I can do is get you signed. I can get your contract. Whatever that contract says, as that's between you and, the, and, the, and them. And instead of me looking and saying, wait a minute, my man's bringing me in. Uh -huh. Yes, I'm qualified for $40 an hour, but right, right now they're only going to pay me $20 an hour right. because they've done research. They've brought you in and say, hey, are you sure? Right. And you like, yo, that's my man. Mm -hmm. I know him. I'm vouching for him. I'm sticking, I'm, I'm putting my name on the line. He can produce the way you need in this business, right? And on top of but that, then, let you live with me so you got to pay rent. And regardless, regardless if it's true or not, mm -hmm. the fact is you put it out there like, hey, mm -hmm. I invited, I said to AB, um, and we, and, and I want to say this too, we have supported AB when the whole vaccination situation we happened. We did. Before we went into the, the holidays, we supported AB we about did. the hypocrisy right. of the situation. Right. But if even if you said, yo, Kurt, come on up here, get this job, come mm -hmm. live with me, right? right? Mm -hmm. And I didn't. And you told, like, yeah, I offered, I said that he could come up here and live. Regardless if I stayed in a hotel myself, it's the gesture that means something, right? right? Yeah. If I sit back and because I don't I don't receive a promotion, right, 
Now I start looking at you sideways, like, like yo, if you're supposed to be my man, you, you know, how you got how this person is getting $40 an hour and I'm only posed, I'm only getting 20. You got your man 40, but right. I'm supposed to be your man. But guess what? You, 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 my man, my you. other man ain't got my got the rap sheet you do, dude. See? Yeah. And so that's what that's what again, I am sad because barring this, for one. He's a tremendous story yeah. to come from central Michigan, mm-hmm. to be doubted, mm-hmm. to have a difficult upbringing, mm-hmm. to supersede all that, to be up in the top tier echelon of best yeah. during, I mean, dominating during his time, even at 34, mm-hmm. unguardable, yeah. Yeah. unguardable. Yeah. That's one. And two, to sully your hall of fame chances. Because regardless if you like it or not, we've heard that, oh, it's supposed to be about what happens on the field, it's right? Not. It's not. But I've, even, I've long argued that, but it's not. But but here's the thing. Mm. When you do something like what he did. Oh, it's bad. That's going to be, re- when they're in the room, what you have done you, you know what has though? now sullied all the hard, no Listen, Look, I'm, I'm gonna give you. There's no choir boys. It's no is. I'm, I'm gonna give you give a great analogy. What you did, what he just did by that particular set of uh, circumstances he just laid out. He he took a, a vial of pee, and he poured a little bit in every bowl of cereal. That's a Hall of Fame voter at this point. Everybody, and Hall of Fame player. You know anybody that votes for the for your ability to get in the Hall of Fame, he put a little dollop of pee in everybody's cornflakes and expect them to be okay with it. And, and vote for them, vote for him despite him pouring pee in their conflicts. And, and listen, the one thing that I've heard <clears throat> consistently, right, regardless of people holding reservation, mm-hmm. when I heard Chad Johnson, and I know this is just not Chad Johnson's sentiment, when I heard Chad Johnson even say, I wouldn't have done that because that takes cojones bigger than what I have Mm. to just leave the field. Right. The one thread that I've seen amongst every player has been, yo, it's one thing to get upset and pissed off and have a, have an episode on the sideline and throw your helmet. Mm. People, players can, can understand that. Right or wrong, right. they can be like, okay, passion in the right. heat of the moment. Nobody right. likes to lose. But There's not been one player that I've heard that has said, okay, to you leaving me, mm-hmm. forget the coach. Right. You're walking off on me mm. while we in battle. Talk it. Talk it. Talk you it. You leave. Look, after the game, you pissed off, handle that. Right. Before the game, you pissed off, handle that. But doing battle but when that whistle blows, yeah, sixty minutes. If if I look to my left or my right, and you have left during the game, mm-hmm. while I'm trying to win, yep. while I'm out here just as sore and just as injured, yep. And you leave me now. That's the one thing. And when we talk about Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. that's why I say it's not going to be the voters. It's going to be the Michael Irvins, the Ed Reeds, the Ray Lewis's, the 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 Terrell Davises, the 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 Lawrence Taylors. 
But, but don't give me. You can say what you want. But y'all, you name oh, all Hall of Fame players. But don't they Hall of Fame players get a vote? I think they have a say so. Yeah, I think they have a face. I think they, I don't think it's just a committee. I think the Hall of yeah. Fame players have a vote, kind of like the Heisman. Well, you know, the more and, previous and that's Heisman the one voters get votes. And that's what I'm saying. At that point, listen, everybody knows about Lawrence Taylor. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows Lawrence Taylor off the field. Mm-hmm. I, I almost want to call him heroics because anybody that can show up drunk, listen, high <laughs> and still play to it's, that it's level. It's scary. Right. It's scary. Had he been sober, his whole career would he have been oh, like. Oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sweet Jesus. Yeah. But the one thing that no, it can never be said is that he quit. That's the one thing. When right. you quit on the field. Yeah, that's an old ever ball game. That's where, bro, we can't understand. Now you're talking a language we can't understand. No, okay, I can't vibe with nothing, nothing you're doing right now. Nothing you're doing. And that's what, if, if Terrell Owens had an issue and Terrell never quit on the field. Oh, no. No, no. Antonio. I don't see Antonio. He's went from possibly first ballot, first time. Bro, he he will have the creep. He it, may, it may take him ten. It may take him ten to eleven years to get I'm, in. I'm gonna say that he gonna have the wait Chris Carter years to get in. Not long as it took Chris Carter to get in. There it is. There it is. So there it is. I'm gonna wrap it up by saying this because you and not both yep. were advocates of Aaron Rodgers and Antonio Brown in the beginning of their scandals. At the end of yep. this, their scandals, they completely and utterly totally let us down and we off the train. Yes. Say it like that. Yes. So I, I done I didn't jumped off in the middle of it going down I, I the, the Texas road. railway. I'm dusty, I'm dirty, because I had to hit that ground, the dusty ass <laughs> rocky ground while the train was moving, but I jumped off. <laughs> I jumped yes. off. I'm yes. scraped yes. up, I'm yes. bruised up because you know, you're hitting rock and gravel at 20 miles an hour. That's not, <laughs> it's not gonna end well. <laughs> Right, right, right. We just run fast when you hit the ground. No, (laughs) (laughs) you go and tuck and roll. You go and tuck and roll. Yes, yes. So yeah, so um, yeah. So they have let us down completely, and um, we don't know where we're going to end up from here. But you know, right, it is what it is. So the next topic on the docket is uh, eighteen game season. That right? Eight six. Eighteen weeks. Eighteen weeks. Yes. Seventeen games. Eighteen weeks. Seventeen games. Eighteen weeks. So. My question to you very quickly, this shouldn't go on for long. It's just a very, uh, of, I guess, standard topic is that mm-hmm. we did, we all had our different opinions about with the 17th game, but extra game being added, one less preseason game, one more regular season game. But with the idea of it being down to the wire for most teams and making the playoffs or making a certain seed uh, mm-hmm. in, in, in the playoffs, do you feel like the last, the sec- last game added was needed? No. No? Okay. No. Okay. They could have done the same thing in 17. They, they could have done the same thing in the 17 weeks that they had before. True. True. Right? I know they took away the the one preseason. I would, I would almost say they could have took away the one preseason game, kept the 17 weeks, and we NFL fans would have been just as happy. I wouldn't have been up. I wouldn't have been beefing. I mean, granted, I mean, we do get an extra week of football to up in this whole, but that's the, that's the thing. If you look at the schedule, there's like a handful of games that are meaningful and everything else is just like, why? You know, it's again, more, it's the same, of- the same way. The only, the only change was you don't have two first round buys. So everybody that added a little bit because it's like yeah. everybody's fighting for the one right. first round buy. Right. But right. outside of that, the only other thing too, 
I think any record broke in week 18 should be – or not week 18. Anything broke in the 18th week it's, should have an asterisk by it. You just stole my thunder. I, I, we can move on. I, that was my beef. That was my beef with it. Because that's why I'm glad Jamal Chase broke that record last week. Because that was within yep. the 16 games uh, perspective. One, one of the 17 game added for him to break that record. Because right. TJ Watt is going to mess around and break the sack record next week. But it's going to be within the 17 game. Not the 16 that Michael Strahan did. So yep. you again, you have to hold it in different levels of uh, of 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 lore. I mean, I guess we can say because you know if I if I got an extra game to break a record versus you do it in a certain amount of time, like prime example, like running for two thousand yards in ten games versus sixteen games, that's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different mm-hmm. ball game. So and we just talk one game. So I don't know, but yeah, I agree with you. I think that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue with more football in a certain regards because, again, certain games are very, very interesting. That Chiefs Broncos game was excellent. That had, came out earlier today. The mm-hmm. the Eagles and the, and the Cowboys are, are tied. The last time I checked, so they're good games going on, you know. But yet again, I don't think it it would have dr- drastically changed much. And people breaking records with the extra game is going to be extras to me, you know, yeah. because you did it in less time. Like if I if I sc- if I'm Kareem and I scored a hundred thousand points in my career in only ten seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, you did it in twenty. That's so. That you, it took you double the time. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I just think that it's a little bit, a little bit convoluted. You know, what I mean, we all knew it was about money in the beginning, but yeah, you know, I just think it's 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 certain regards is good, and certain regards is bad, and it's more bad for me than good. So I don't really think it's worth it. But you yeah. know, again, we don't write the checks. And so, um, quick update because you said the score. Uh, Cowboys are winning against the Eagles, thirty to twenty in the third quarter. Oh, dang! They jumped out. It was it was seventeen seventeen. I think when I last my look. Okay. Yep, they went on a twenty point uh, run in well, the second quarter. Okay, so you say it's thirty to ten, thirty to twenty, thirty to twenty, thirty to twenty. Okay, yeah, all right, cool, cool. All right, we're gonna take another quick break. We'll run another ad real quick, and we'll be back with our guy questions segment. It's the Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt, Episode Forty Eight Edition. Oh, tight. I'm just here so I don't get fined. So all my lockdown defense goons and goblins, Coach Defense here, wanted to remind you that our weekly debate show, Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt, broadcasts live each and every Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and is simulcast on Twitch and YouTube. We bring you chase down blocks and decleating content each and every Saturday. And so I'm here to tell you, keep your head on the swivel because you never know exactly what Coach Kurt and I will say next. Each and every week, we break down hot topics of the NFL and NBA of the week in the world of sports. And if you haven't seen the show by now, it, one ad can honestly truly not do it justice. So it'll be your best interest. It'll be your best interest to tune in live or on replay each and every week for authentic, honest, and real opinion that goes on in the sports world. And we might have the Rose Light Co- Light Skin Coalition uh, week to week for being extra. So the show goes live each and every week on YouTube and Twitch. Search Lockdown Davis Podcast on YouTube. And follow us on twitch.tv forward slash Lockdown Divas Sports. Live and direct each and every Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to all our platforms. Turn your notification bells on. And if you missed any part of the show, the replay goes live on all platforms at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on uh, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. So check us, there. check us out there. And as next, I had a bonus. If you want to get featured as a mailback question on the show live, Email us at LockdownDefenseSports at gmail.com or DM me on Twitter at LockdownDefense. Uh, for all questions, must be submitted by Saturday at 5 o'clock for a chance to be on the show each week. 
As always, Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt, each and every Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, dual cast on Twitch and YouTube. Coach Kurt and I are just here so we don't get banned. Now back to the show. All right, we are back. We are back with our segment called We Got Questions. We Got Questions. So We Got Questions, ladies and gentlemen. So our topic for I Got Questions or We Got Questions this week is the national title game. And uh, what is our prediction for the rematch between Alabama mm-hmm. and Georgia? Mm-hmm. The, the, the rematch for it all. It's, you know, it's mm-hmm. one of those heavyweight, you know, Ali versus Frazier, Rocky versus Apollo Creed, you know, it's yep. one of those yep. knockdown, drag out, you know, Holyfield, you know, Bo, you know, whatever you want to, whatever you want to, whatever, high, you know, what's the, what's the latest and greatest one? Uh, uh, what's the one, uh, your, your man, um, Deontay Wilder, Ooh. Wilder and, uh, oh, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury, and Tyson Fury, you know, there's the rubber match for that. So, yeah. So, uh, we saw Alabama undress them in SEC title game. Mm-hmm. You know, then they were uh, highly motivated to get back to Alabama after uh, them uh, dropping Michigan in the, in the yep. semifinal game. We were just speaking of Georgia. So what's your take on the game and who you think is going to win? And how is it going to play out? It's going to be another status quo meeting with these two teams or will it be uh, a closer game? Will Georgia dominate? How do you feel about this game going into Monday? I'm going to say what I've heard a lot of other people say and, and leave it with this. You can always tell, you can always tell when a, when a team occupies another team's mind, mm-hmm. when that team has to proclaim all the hard work that they have done to get ready for that team. Huh. And that's what I'm going to say. Um, that's that that if you're listening, I'm telling you which way I'm looking at it. Right. Um, one team is saying, hey, uh, they're a great team over there. We learned a lot of lessons. We respect that they're going to come and give them their best. And we know that no matter who is in the national championship, it's going to be a great team. And this is just a, an example of another great team. And there's another team that's saying, oh, we've learned so much. Our mm. practices have been harder than ever before. And this is going to be our redemption story. It mm. may be true. <laughs> I haven't seen it play out like that very often. Okay. And when somebody occupies your brain, uh-huh. when you got an earworm in your head, what happens is the pressure of wanting to beat them so bad mm-hmm. ends up making you beat yourself. Oh, so you saying that the, the Georgia Bulldog or uh, 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 the Alabama Crimson Tide is living in the Georgia Bulldogs' head rent free? That's what you're saying. I'm saying it's going to be a good game between two Southern schools that are states apart, uh-huh. uh, but one one team. Um, one team has the sensei. Okay. And the other team has the student that learned from the master. And no matter how good Bruce Lee was, mm-hmm. Ip Man, Ip Man taught him everything that he knows. He did. And he's forgotten more 
than he knows. So one person was under another, and one person is still 0-4 hmm. against the head ball coach. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> well I, I, Don't argue with me. Argue with your auntie. <laughs> argue with yourself. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Hey, I'm I'm not I'm not I want to say pretty much lockstep with you. I really don't think that Georgia is going to out game or out outplay Alabama for sure. You know, um I think the only thing they could beat Alabama at this point is complacency. I think unless they have some type of hubris in the fact that they dropped them the first time, you I know. See what you, did there. you know, I hope people caught that word. Yeah, so unless they have some type of hubris about the fact that they beat them so bad they just think they're gonna walk over them a second time. You know, if they come to play ball like they normally should and had Nick have them prepared to be, um, as he, you know, most, you know, most in most cases are. There's very few times where you feel like they weren't ultimately 100% prepared to play. But, you know, it's, it's, it's for all the marbles. So I, I doubt highly yep. that Nick will not be on the job this weekend. So yep. Yep. I'm going to definitely say that it'll be a good game. I think they'll, they'll make it a three and a half quarters. But after that, I just think that, you know, James will catch a long touchdown pass or, you know, have a long run. Something will break the game open or pick six, you know, much like the SEC title game. You know, they'll, they'll break the game open and then the floodgates will be out and, you know, Nick will have another ring. <laughs> you know, you know, there it is. it's sad, there it it's is. sad, but it's true. It's sad, but it's true. But don't don't argue with us. Argue with yourself. Argue, argue with yourself. Right. <laughs> So I'm arguing about yourselves, but argue with us because we're 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 not in the wrong here. We have a lot we have a lot of receipts to back up our claims. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> a lot of receipts to back up our claims. So yeah, so let's move on to our where you're at segment. And um this is a topic that I, I think Coach Curry and I both have some things to say about mm-hmm. because we you know it's a very controversial topic and uh and I want to bring it to the, to the table real quick before we wrap up here this week. Um there's been a lot of talk about uh, the NIL, name, image, likeness. There's been a lot of talk about transfer portal. Um, a lot of talk about coaches moving on um, prior to the season concluding, you know, for whatever reason, you know, because mm-hmm. of early commitment, you know, rules or whatever the case may be. You know, well, you know, there's a lot of things involved in that as well. Um, but the latest and greatest thing is uh, is analysts in particular, Kurt Herbstreet and a few others, criticizing certain players for uh, opting out of bowl games and opting out of, uh, uh, I guess you can say, um, I won't say like senior bowls and things like that. They typically play in those because they know mm-hmm. scouts are watching those. But, um, you know, but certain games that aren't, aren't necessarily as meaningful. They're opting out, you know, to prepare for the draft. And, you mm-hmm. know, and they're going to be a highly uh, touted draft pick. They're opting out to 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 be careful and not get injured um, in, 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 in a lot of regards. So, you know, people have openly criticized them saying that these kids don't love football and they don't uh, uh, have the same uh, loyalty to the game as, as, as they did and things of that nature. Um, and I got, honestly and truly, I got a lot of pushback to give for that. I really do. Um, I really think that um, in certain regards, people are using that particular na- narrative to force people to have give them content. You know, to be honest with you, I think that the, the, especially the commentators have said that know that they'll likely be the ones commentating these games, and these players aren't playing. The game won't be as interesting, and people won't watch, and it won't it they won't draw as many ratings. So their boss is gonna be looking like them. Well, that bonus you're gonna get for a certain amount of ratings that you're gonna have, and not gonna be there no because this game didn't draw these amount of ratings. So that check you're supposed to get mm-hmm. for bonus, you're not getting that. 
So I think that it's, it's really a lot of back alley dealings that's really pushing this narrative. Um, mm-hmm. And I quite honestly don't like it. I really think that people need to let people take care of themselves and mind their business, in all mm-hmm. honesty. I really don't I don't really don't like the fact that you would criticize kids for taking care of themselves. You know, because let's be real and let's be let's put this on the table right here and now. The days of you exploiting these kids for profit are over. Okay. So let, let's just put that on yep. the table here. You you the days you were exploiting these kids for profit and them getting no no kickback at all is o- are over. Mm-hmm. Because the age, the age of de- name names and likeness and me working for free while you make millions and billions of dollars are over. Mm-hmm. So you need to get over it. You need to get over it. These kids are putting their bodies and their lives on the line day in and day out for you. So the idea of you having, I'm using the word, slave labor are over, sir. Big facts. People have died for equal pay. Yeah. So now when I work, I ain't your slave. Mm. So mm. the idea of you thinking that these college kids, these young athletes are going to work and play for nothing when their ultimate goal is to make money now in name image likeness so they can be okay in the in the event that they don't get in, go into the league because they got hurt playing a real meaningful game you know they mm-hmm. can still set themselves up and have money to on you know and build themselves a brand prior to that or and yet again to double down on the idea of them not playing in meaningless holiday candy corn bowls that not even on TV mhm mhm you know for for your ratings that that that's done that's done. If I'm a top ten pick, let me let me just put this down on paper. Put it down on 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 wax. If I'm a top ten draft pick, or I'm a top, if I'm a top four or five round athlete, and I'm playing at South Carolina State, right, and we're playing in the uh, Candy Corn Jolly Rancher Bowl, and I can not, I can take that game off to prevent myself from getting uh, me a uh, serious injury and take my health into the combine and the draft and make my millions of dollars, what do you Mm -hmm. think I'm going to do? What do you think I'm going to do? So Mm -hmm. this whole idea of you, uh, I guess you can say condemning kids for not participating in meaningless bowl games. Now, if you're playing in the college football playoff, then you play. Mm -hmm. But if you're playing in a bowl game that's just a a regular, everyday, run-of-the-mill Joe Schmo bowl game that has no bearing on the college playoff, no, no means of me getting a national title, then, then why, then why, why would I do that? Why mm-hmm. would I do that? So, the idea of them condemning these kids and saying they don't love football is completely off base, and I really don't think that uh, people are using that narrative for the right reasons. You know, because there are kids that, that you may not love the game of football; you're just playing it to be playing it. But mm-hmm. kids are taking their career seriously and trying to be an NFL player and set their family up. You know, because the family has, you know, given their last dollar to make sure they got where they are. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna, I, I need to look out for self, sir, because you're not, pl- you're not catching these passes, you're not lifting these weights, you're not running these sprints. You know, you're not getting up at 6 a.m. and going to bed at at 1 a.m. every day to to be able to make it to the NFL. So, I think that's your mind and business, in my opinion. What do you think? Listen, <laughs> um, I agree with you in every sentiment. Uh, I was having a discussion and I understood it. I understood some of it because I'm, you know, I'm the, we're brothers. If I'm not going, how can I say it? If I'm not that top day one, day two person, this may be my last moment to go out on a win. And we do Mm -hmm. know sometimes certain players can 
take a loss and make it a victory. Mm -hmm. So I understood from that perspective. But like you said, I have a difficult time when a coach can leave fourth game, fifth game in mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with nothing said. Right. 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 Um, a coach, Brian Kelly, mm -hmm. can out the blue say, I'm going to another school. Mm -hmm. Out the blue. Mm -hmm. If you, I'm a, and I too. had someone, I had someone give me perspective on it. If I'm a day one top 10 pick, I have to, I have to consider it because. If I'm uh uh what's the what's the what's the linebacker from uh, that was from Notre Dame Jalen Smith. If I'm Jalen Smith, the Belichick leg I'm, injury. Yeah, if I'm the tight end from Michigan, mm -hmm. um, if I'm a number of other players, mm -hmm. and I tear, break, hurt, scar. The same people, a lot of the same people that was like, oh, you stayed, are going to be the same people like, should he have left? Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. Exactly. Why did he why did he play a meaningless game? Exactly. We pundits cannot have it both ways. Nope. If you're stand on one side or not, and if the player gets hurt, sing their praises. Don't right. all of a sudden flip and be like, oh, oh they wow. shouldn't have played. You know. He shouldn't have played and that because here's the thing. Smith went from a top 10 pick mm -hmm. and fail, not because magically his skills changed uh -oh. the significance of that knee injury. Most people right? think he won't go play again ever. He had nerve damage ever. in his leg. That's just exactly that's just torn ligaments. He had nerve damage in his leg. And if we know anything about watching the NFL combine and draft. It goes from what makes you special mm -hmm. to let's disqualify why we should pick you. There you go. And anything that happens now, all of a sudden, oh, well, you know, you did injure it and it was so late in the season mm -hmm. and you may not be back to, played this season. So now all of a sudden the same players that was heralded mm -hmm. because they got injured playing in a meaningless bowl, bowl game. game. Right. Now their, their ability to change their life and their families. Like, cause like you said, there are some players that's like, listen, I'm using football as a vehicle to get my mother out of the position that she's in and having to work three jobs. There you go. I'm using football as this vehicle. Mm -hmm. If you, I had somebody tell me, if you are day two, third round, fourth round, fifth round, mm -hmm. play the bowl game. Right. Help yourself out. And the more film, the better. Yes. If you're a day one, legitimate day one, right. top 10, top 15. Do not. Sit down and make a bit. If you play, cool. But you know what though? I, I I give you one better because if that day one person sits down, that day two, day three, day four guy gets to play more. Guess because the day one guy's not there. It's not your coach's fault that they didn't coach the team. Mm -hmm. Because here, what I like to say: if I see that you are you are projected 
top 10, mm-hmm. top 15. Mm-hmm. Guess what we do in game six? Game seven, game eight. I'm hitting you on your phone. Mm-hmm. Come to my office. Mm-hmm. Let's sit down and have a discussion. Right. It's not going to be a shock to me mm-hmm. if you say you're not playing. Right. Why? Because I'm a coach. Right. I'm not in it for the metrics of making me look good. Well, I from well, the win and loss column. We're gonna have a discussion. Well, leading that's you. Up. That's you. Some coaches will try to force their players to play. Let's be real. If I see you projected, yeah. let's have a discussion. What's your intentions? But you know what though? A lot of power five coaches wouldn't, but Dion would. And I, I'm I'm gonna leave it at that. Dion would understand that you're sitting out because you're trying to protect your protect your your body and your and your ability to get drafted. Because let's be real. First round money and your guaranteed money for your contract for your first round being drafted in the first round is holistically different than drafted in this fourth or fifth round. It's a, the, the, money, the money is generationally different. You're guaranteed maybe like $40 million as a first round pick, but you're not guaranteed no more than about 10 or 15 if you're lucky as a second or third round pick. Listen, my position is going to be you're going to have to persuade me to let you play. And now that you said Dion, here's the thing. That's why Dion just got a commitment from one of the kids at the Under Armour All-American game. Because he cares about the kids, not just about making himself look good. When you when you speaking right, I won't tell you you, ain't, you got anything left. Mm-hmm. And we're going to leave it at that. Mm. <laughs> we're going to leave it at that. Don't argue with us. Argue with yourself. There it is. All right, so as we wrap up, let's get into our Week 18 picks. Last I've already went 0-1. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? I'm one and one. I'm one and one. Okay. All right. So, what we got on the docket as, as we wrap up week 18, last full week of the season before we do playoff predictions next week. Um, we got uh, the Chiefs and the Broncos game already happened, and I took the Chiefs and Coach Curry took the Broncos. And, no, uh, I didn't. Oh, you know, you took the Chiefs. I'm sorry. You took the Chiefs. I was about to say, hold on now. <laughs> I read I'm it. I'm reading it. <laughs> I'm reading it. I'm reading it wrong. One for one. I'm reading it wrong. So yeah, he took now the, the next one. Yeah, Cowboys and Eagles. Yeah, I, I took the Cowboys. He took the, I Eagles. took the Eagles. Now I flopped because I did. I definitely took the Eagles before Jalen Hurts wasn't going to play. When Jalen Hurts was when he was out, I said yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not taking the Eagles. Oh, I didn't know he was out. He's out. He guarded Mitchell's been started. Yeah. So yeah, I'm two and zero right now. He's one and one. So. So, uh, yeah, those games, well, the Eagles game still going on, but I, I doubt highly that the Eagles will probably, you know, get back and, uh, you know, recover from a 10-point lead. So, he'll likely take an L on that one, unfortunately, but he took the Eagles. Now, I, I was I was with you with the Eagles at first. They were at home. I like, Jalen Hurts going to play, you know, Dak and them. Or they had a bunch of guys on COVID and all that kind of stuff. But when I realized Jalen wasn't playing, I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not jumping that bandwagon. Sorry, I can't do it. Can't do it. So, uh. So next game we got it. We got the Bengals versus the Browns. The Browns are going to Cleveland and they're favored by minus three. And mind you, there's no Joe Burrow and no Joe Mixon in this game. So where where are you leaning in that regard? So no Joe Burrow. No Joe Mixon. No Joe Mixon. No Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. No Baker Mayfield. Mm -hmm. Who's the backup quarterback for Cincinnati? Uh, Good question. Um, I know Case Case Keenum is for the Browns, but uh, what is the backup? Is it? Damn, I can't remember. Oh no! Hold on, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to do it now. Okay. So my instinct mm-hmm. is saying 
um, go with the Bengals regardless. Right. Because what's going on over in uh, Cleveland is a mess. Is is a poop show. Yeah, it really is. Uh, all the way around, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's Brandon Allen. I don't Brandon know who Allen. in the hell yeah, I, that yeah. is. He was a guy that, remember when Burrow got hurt last year, he was the guy that came in for Burrow last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they got Samaj P. Ryan. Yeah, as a running back. Yeah, so because I because I know what Keenan Allen can do, Keenan has Allen? done. I mean, not Keenan Allen. Um, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Okay. I'm gonna go with the Browns playing at home because I don't know who in the hell Brandon uh, Allen is. Uh, um. <laughs> He's from six round pick from Arkansas. You know, you know what? I'm gonna stay with my pick. I'm gonna go on the shield. I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. Okay, okay, I'm great because I'm definitely taking Cincinnati. I'm not, I can't do. I'm not making no bones about picking the Browns at all. I don't give a damn if they're yeah. home. You know, with with a ten point lead going into the game, I'm going. Well, Allen has been ruled out now because of COVID too, so oh, it's Finley. Oh, okay, okay. Well, even still, I'm still taking the Bengals. Bad on bad, I'm still taking the Bengals. Yeah. Bad, I was yeah. taking the Bengals. Okay, so we, we ain't lockstep with that. All right, so okay. next game is the Patriots versus the Dolphins. The Dolphins don't have much to play for, and the Patriots are a favorite, even though they're playing their way at minus six and a half. See, that's a scary game. It is. Dolphins not having anything to play for makes uh, the Dolphins a perfect, uh, this makes a perfect spoiler. catch game. Yeah, trap game, yeah. Or the trap game uh-huh. for the Dolphins. Uh-huh. Um... The Dolphins has always been one team that's given the Patriots trouble anyway. True. Oh, man. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Okay. I'm not betting against Bill in that. I don't give a damn. (laughs) Bill, no matter what Bill does, and I feel like Mac Jones is going to play in this game, I I really feel like Bill is not going to let Brian Flores beat him um, going into the playoffs. He don't don't want that morale, that bad morale, that bad juju on his team. So I think they're going to play hard. So I'm, I'm gonna go with the Patriots myself. Damn you! Sorry. <laughs> so the, the next game we got 49ers versus Rams in LA. The Rams are favored by six and a half. The 49ers always play the Rams tough. They do. I think they beat them like four or five straight times. Yeah, yeah. They add SoFi. Yep. I'm gonna go with the Rams. Oh. I'm gonna go with the Rams okay. because I'm gonna switch my pick between Miami and New England. Okay. And I'm gonna go with the Pats. So now I'm gonna go with the Pats and I'm gonna go with the Rams. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to the 49ers. I, that power ring game, General Rago looks like he's gonna play. So uh, I'm gonna go with the 49ers because it, it's also desperate for the 49ers. The Rams are in the playoffs. The 49ers are trying to get in. They got to win to get in. So is Matthew Stafford starting? Yes. As far as I know, all the starters who's, are starting. Who, for, for, is for Jimmy G going to play yeah. or is he out? He's playing. As far as I know. Elijah Mitchell. Yep, he's playing. Is a, He's there. Debo uh-huh. is there. Yep. You know what? Let's make it interesting. I'll stick with the Rams. Okay. All right. Okay, so last game. We got the Raiders at the Char- Raiders versus the Chargers in Vegas, and the, and the Chargers are favored by three points. Chargers. 
Okay. That was quick. <laughs> so for you, we got the Chiefs. We got the Eagles, which you're kicking yourself about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you picked the Browns, right? Are you, are you, did you change that? Yeah, I changed it back to the, the Bengals. Okay. All right. So you got the Bengals. Then you got uh, the Dolphins. You, you picked the Dolphins? No, I switched that back to the Patriots. Pat, okay, Pats. Okay. And uh, then you picked the Rams. Yes. And then you picked the Chargers. Okay. All right. So for you, Chiefs, Eagles, Bengals, Pats, Rams, and Chargers. And I got Chiefs, Cowboys, Bengals, Pats, Niners, and Chargers. So, yeah. It's ought to be interesting. One of us is going to be happy. One of us is going to be sad. <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> Big facts. Yeah. So I can already see that now. So, yeah. Those are our picks for the week. as the last week of the regular season. So we're going to see how we're going to do. Maybe one of us can be above 500 for the first time in a long time. And we'll see long how it goes. Time. We'll see how it goes. So. All right, that's going to wrap up with Sports Talk with Coach Curry for this week. Episode 48 is in the books. We'll be back next Saturday, 8, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as always. Live and in your airways and in your living room and on your platforms. As always, like, comment, subscribe if you haven't. Leave your comments in the comment section, and we'll be back at you next week. In the meantime, in between time, I'm Coach Kurt. That's, I'm Coach Devis. That's Coach Kurt. <laughs> we'll see you when you see you. Step up and lock it down. <laughs>